The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Hit up the guys on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439 or sound off on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Now, live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Late pin rebound, Shea in traffic. Bucked up the left side, drives by Harris to the middle. He's left base on to Dub, up and under, spins home the right hand, reverse, and gets a bang for his bucket. He's got 32 on the night. And the rebound to Kurt Jones, and that will do it. Iowa State gets its third road win in conference play as they knock off Cincinnati 68-59, to and Iowa State is tied with Houston for first place in the Big 12 Conference. And the Orange inbound, Carolina backs away, the final seconds melt down, the students make their way on the floor, the Orange avenge one of their most lopsided losses in recent memory, they've got their biggest win in a five-year span, it's Syracuse 86 and Carolina 79. One-on-one against Kata, he'll shoot a three over him, and, he made it. and that's the apropos way for this night to end. Tega three at the buzzer, that's good, 79-62 Bears. Love you, Ted. Um, I missed you Saturday. I know. All right, good morning, everybody. It is a new day. Valentine's Day. Wednesday, February 14. T-Row in the morning show time. Hump day, seventh ranked day of the week. A1 and Turkey Bacon taking over. Toby and TJ now here on the ref, the home of Sooner fans, bringing it local, blasting it across these United States and beyond. Sooners fall last night in Waco, 79-62. Sooner women, first place Sooner women back in action tonight. 6 o'clock, also Baylor in the LNC. Thunder win their final game before the All-Star break last night, 127-113 in the shadow of Disney World. Uh, What else we got going on out there? We uh, We got some college football news we need to talk about today. Um, I don't know. We'll figure out something, some stuff. I bet we'll figure out something to talk about. It's a big, big day. How about that? It's a big, 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 big day. And we start by welcoming in my very best friend in the entire world, T to the J Perry on the other side of the glass. Good morning, TJ. Good morning and happy Valentine's Day to all y'all fine ladies out there. There you go. There he is. Oh, good morning. Ah, good morning, TJ. Good morning. Hi, TJ. Hi, Toby. Good morning. Uh, good to see hey, everybody. Good morning, Coach. Good morning, Coach. Good morning, TJ. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, Joe. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Joe. Um, forgive me for a second. Porter asked to address this only to me. Good morning, Toby. Good morning, Coach. <laughs> He's mad at you for not being in Waco last night. He's mad at me. I'm mad at him for his team not being there. 
Uh, uh, KJ asked to dress this just to me. Okay. Good morning, Toby. Good morning, Coach. She's also mad at you for unknown reasons. Oh, hi, TJ. Hi. Hi. How are you today? Tired. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Time did you guys get back last night? I got in bed at one thirty. Not terrible. But not no, good. But then I watched a documentary after I got what, home. So. What are you doing? <laughs> you watch a documentary. What documentary did you watch in the middle of the night? The Greatest Day in Pop. Oh, I watched that the other day. It's good. It's very good. It's amazing what they did and pulled off. I hadn't. I mean, I knew there was probably a story behind it, and it was probably out there somewhere in some article, but I had never, you know, heard the details of some of that and. Uh, watching some of it, it is amazing how insecure megastars like that were in that situation around other big celebrities. And then Bob Dylan standing there. I think Steely and I were talking about it. Steely said, uh, I think Bob Dylan might have been a serial killer just the way he was looking around the room. He could not have been more uncomfortable. <laughs> no, he was so uncomfortable. And... What's amazing is if you hear the song back, you're like, oh, he nailed that. Right. But the process, I was like, you know what? They should just move on and just tell him, I'm sorry. It's just not going to work. <laughs> We're not going to be able to use you on this. Like, it was like he forgot how to sing. <laughs> like, he'd never heard music before. He had a case was... of the yips suddenly and, and couldn't sing. Yeah. It was amazing. Stevie Wonder's like helping everybody. Uh, I found it utterly fascinating. So Jenny's out of town. She's in Orlando uh, with her sister. They went to see her parents for Valentine's. So it's just me and Chloe here at the house. And uh, I got home last night and I got in bed intending to go to sleep. And I was like, I don't know. I just was awake. And so I was like, well, I'll see if I can find something on I'll watch a little something that'll help my eyes get heavy and fall asleep. And uh, so I started watching that. And Dad Gummit, if I didn't watch the whole, thing, oh, it was fascinating. you were up very late then. Yeah, it was a short night. No, it was. It's a great documentary. Very interesting. Um, the process was pretty amazing, especially in that day and age, and how they did it and what they went through in one night, and um, pretty wild. Prince. <laughs> not showing up. I'm too big of a star for all of you guys. Well, I don't think there. they thought. I, th- I don't think they thought he was gonna show up. And then they were like, "I think Prince is coming." And they, so they all stopped. And then they're like, "Nah, Prince ain't coming." <laughs> and then Sheila, he's like, "Y'all just want me to try to get Prince. You don't want me. I'm out." I know he's hilarious. I've heard stories of him being funny and a, a great guy. Not Prince, but Stevie Wonder. But my favorite part may have been when Ray Charles needed to go to the bathroom and Stevie's yeah. like, I'll show you where it's at. And they're like, it was the blind leading the blind, but Stevie walked him right to the bathroom. Oh, my gosh. Was it, uh, was it Hank Williams? No. Waylon Jennings. Waylon Jennings. Waylon <laughs> Jennings got upset with uh, sick of this Stevie. Crap. It was Stevie. <laughs> yeah. Steve was trying to add some Swahili words into it. Waylon's like, I'm going home. I don't know no Swahili. I'm not in it. And he's not in it. <laughs> oh, 
know, these years later, you know, Waylon's going around telling people, you know, I was supposed to be in that, but I left. <laughs> amazing. Just amazing. Like, I was thinking, think of last Friday, all of the effort that went into coordinating getting just like some OU coaches and people we know <laughs> right. yes. to participate in a radio show, much less the 60 biggest musicians on the planet to all cooperate and show up the same day. And then they worked all night, man. When they got there at like 10, I was like, boy, this is late. You better have this done by midnight or they're going to be. It's 8 in the morning before they're done. It was amazing. They cranked out a good product, though. They did. They did. They took it seriously. I mean, they... they uh the, that was fascinating when they were going around the room in the circle and each of them doing their solos and everything. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. How Quinty nervous Jones they were. mind of knowing how he was going to put it all together and to be able to do it. Like, it's one thing just to sing it straight through, and that's just not – and I know they don't do that. Any musician doesn't do that, and they piece it all together. But it's amazing how their minds can know what the product's going to be and just do it in pieces like that and then put it all together. Right, yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty crazy. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I saw that. So it was a shorter night. Plus, I kept thinking, well, TJ is going to text in any moment. Say, don't worry about it. I get, I got you tomorrow. <laughs> well, I thought, hey, he's flying back instead of driving. He's actually going to get in bed at a decent hour tonight compared to what he usually does from Waco. That's what you thought. Yeah, that's what I thought. thought. Hey, you'll get in bed at one thirty. It'll be that's no right. problem. That's right. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. How are you today, TJ? Oh, I'm all right. Doing fine. How was your Monday? Or your Tuesday, I guess. How was your Tuesday? Ran, did some errands, got some things done for today. Cooked you up do? a nice dinner. Well, I'm just getting some... I can't say. This is Valentine's, Valentine's Day related. your wife? That's right. Um, did you do multiple Valentine's gifts for your wife? Is, it, um, is Valentine's a big deal for you, too? No, no, not okay. really, but I I did go a little bit extra this year. Oh, how come? I just felt like it. Oh, okay, no special yeah, reason. No special just like, reason. you know what? I'm going extra this year. Yeah. Can I guess? Is she up right now? She is, and I don't think she's listening because I did get texts, and she was mad. She had made it to the gym and did not have her uh, AirPods. So I don't think she's listening, but I'm not positive. I know. Um, she forgot to plug in her brain this morning. What happened there? I uh, It's TJ's fault. She was charging them yesterday while she was at work, and I knew they were charged, so I sat them in an area that she wasn't looking for them this morning. I should have put them by her purse or something, but so. She didn't blame me. She just said, no. It's TJ's fault. But I took the blame. So, anyway. Um, well, you can tell me later what you did for Valentine's Day. So, I had a nice walk yesterday. It was a beautiful day yesterday. I went on a yeah. nice walk and then cooked up a delicious dinner and then What'd watched the game. I went, uh, I diced up some uh, chicken thighs and then hit those, bam, with a little bit of uh, Tony's... Uh, uh, Cajun mm. seasoning and a little bit of meat fajita seasoning. Yeah. Then I uh, made some Spanish rice. How's the brown meat church rice. stuff? Uh, that's the only one I've tried, and it's really good. You liked it? Yeah. Okay. I've thought about buying some, but you, like you got to buy a three or four pack. At least what I found online, and I was like, I don't want to spend. They've that got money. individuals where you can try them at Academy. 
Go to okay. their barbecue section. And okay. They got the meat church okay. stuff. All right. That's um, good advice. Yeah. Then Because I saw the same thing. I'm like, well, what if I don't like all three? So, mm-hmm. um, so back it up. Threw you made it, fajitas. No. Uh, that oh. was just the seasoning. And then I uh, made up some rice and had some guac and some pico and some uh, romaine lettuce and bam, threw it all in a bowl. I'm a big bowl guy. I like those bowls. Yeah, you so, can make things in a bowl. Uh, so it was like a fajita bowl. Like a fajita bowl, yeah. Okay. Salsa on top or anything? Or just no, like, just the no. Uh, guac and the pico was kind of my topping there. It was delicious. Yeah. That delicious. sounds really good. Yeah. That really sounds delicious. Yeah, the Meat Church uh, fajita seasoning, uh, I do recommend. It's it's really good. It, it Versatile. You don't have to have it like as I'm going to have to wait till I finish a current seasoning. Yeah. Because I currently have no room in the seasoning cabinet for a new seasoning. The two so I'm, next time I finish a seasoning, I'll go there. Two I'm rotating between right now and different things. Uh, Meat Church fajita seasoning or whatever it's called. I think it's called fajita seasoning. And the Heath Riles butter garlic. Heath Riles, good. that's it's our boy. He loves Heath Riles. <laughs> that's where it's at. Yeah, that's where it's at. That's exactly right. So. Your, your oh, breakfast man. looked delicious yesterday. Yeah, we went out to see uh, George W. yesterday out by his ranch. Uh, way out in McGregor, Texas. Uh, we got to do the breakfast thing when they're on the road. Oh, I think we made the boss mad in uh, where was our last road game before this one? Orlando. So in Manhattan, we went and got breakfast and we won. And he was happy with us. In Orlando, we just ate with the team because it's free. Yeah. And we lost. And I don't think he was very happy with us because he believed strongly in that good luck breakfast day of a game. So yesterday, we're like, we're going to breakfast. And the place he recommended was in McGregor, Texas, which was a good, like, 25 minutes from our hotel. So we Ubered out there. It was really good. It was called the Coffee Shop Cafe, and it's where George W. goes and hangs out all the time, they say. There's stuff. There's George W. stuff everywhere. There's a presidential seal on the wall. There's all kinds of stuff everywhere. The most and the breakfast was delicious. The most fascinating thing is there's this general dining room area, and then there's this like back room where you can you can see through, but you can't like it's it's reserved for whatever. And there was some sort of a highfalutin, high level Yellowstone meeting going on back there. Oh, really? You could tell there were five ranchers. All of uh, four of the five in cowboy hats. The other one had taken his cowboy hat off, and they were not eating. They were sitting around this round table, and they were having. They were all serious. We could see from where we were sitting. We could. We were on the other side of the glass, and they're having a discussion. They were there when we got there. They were there when we left, and they're all having a, a discussion. And I was like, "What do you think that's about? Like, that's five ranchers having a land dispute, or somebody's cattle's in trouble, or there's something. Somebody's taking somebody to the train station." Like, something's going on because it's 10 o'clock in the morning, 930, 10 o'clock in the morning, and nobody's eating, and there's no laughing going on, nothing. It's just five got five cowboys, five ranchers sitting around a table having a serious talk. So to, you got to go by their table to get to the bathroom. So after breakfast is over, I was like, I'm going to go see if I can eavesdrop a little bit. So I real slowly walked by him, and on my way by, I could hear the one without the hat on. He goes... I've got one more piece of business to bring up. And that's all I heard. Wow. So I don't know exactly what was going on, but Cowboy it Mafia. Was big time rancher Yellowstone <laughs> stuff going on out in McGregor, Texas. 
And the breakfast was delicious. Yes, it was. Uh, all right, opening timeout. we got stuff to do today. You can text us, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet, text line 405-651-3439. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment, the one for games, the one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. Tell me a TJ back with you, T-Row in the Morning Show. McIntyre Law brings you this hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show. Proven record of success, personal injury attorney that'll fight for your losses. Noble and his fine people will do the work for you. one 877 917 or McIntyreLaw.com. Chevrolet text line. Sooner Bump says, good morning, boys. Heading to Dodge City and listening to... My favorite guys. What's up with all these awful calls and texts on the boys? If we fart, they will tee us up. Did they show what Suarez did last night to get the tee? It was across the court from us. Um, Did he fart? No, he didn't fart. He said something that was, I guess, deemed inappropriate. Yeah, but that you couldn't tell what he said. No. He said something to Kip Kissinger that Kip didn't like, but I yeah. didn't know if you could tell. That's all TV they said was like uh, he said something that was deemed inappropriate. So, <laughs> so I said this on the air last night. Again, I have no idea if he deserved that tea or not, but I think there have been more technical fouls called on OU players this year than in my first twelve years of calling OU basketball combined. I, I I think Porter only has one. That was Amy Bonner in a game I didn't call. All every other technical foul that I think that I know have called this season has been on players. The vast majority of them ridiculous. Some of them not. Again, I don't know if last night's was deserved or not, but what is going on with all the technical fouls and the ejections across everything? I don't know because I would say that this is uh, built into the conspiracy of uh, it's against OU for leaving to go to the SEC, but it's it's league wide. I mean, yeah. OU's benefited from it too. There's been several times in games that the opposition's received tees that I've thought, I don't know about that, and sometimes they haven't. You know, the Kansas like situation. Last night they deserved one. Last night the Jaden Nunn dude hit a three and turned and looked at the OU bench, and because we're sitting right there by it, and right. it flexed at him, and I was like, uh. Um, (laughs) but it's like there was a point of emphasis. I obviously there was a point of emphasis in the off season to give out more technicals and get college basketball under control. And my question would be, was college basketball out of control? Like who decided let's make college basketball less fun, less fun. That's what it's almost like. They decided like, we're going to take emotion out of it. These guys are not going to be allowed to show any emotion. Therefore, the game won't be as fun because we're going to bog it down, call these technicals, um, and be called in silly ways sometimes where it's just, you know, a scream or a, a slightly hang too long on a dunk or whatever it may Rejoice be. Rejoice too happy. Yeah, yeah. If or on, on the bench uh, say, hey, that's a foul. Like, if Waldo 
runs up to Kip Kissinger and says, bleep you, you're, you know, whatever, then he deserves a T. And maybe he did. I have no idea. But if he's like, hey, man, that's a foul, then that's basketball, dude. And if you don't like it, then say, hey, don't talk to me anymore. You know, give him a warning or something like that if you're if you're not happy. But I don't know. It's out of control. Yeah, give him a – you made your point now. Move yeah. on. You know, yeah. I got you. I, I got heard you. you. Yeah. Move on. Yeah. Um, it's getting in their head a little bit, too. There was a point last night when Otega Owe was yelling at one of the officials for just a minute, and I'm like, well, you're going to get teed up, and he didn't. So that may have been that conversation. but Yeah, maybe he warned him. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but it's a lot. <laughs> you can guarantee it's going to be one or two every game that you're watching in the Pretty much. Yeah. How many technicals do you think they've gotten this year? They've played uh, 25 games now, I believe. I, I would say. 18 in, and 7, yeah, 25 games. I bet they've gotten 15 tees. Oh, you think it's that many? I was going to say Well, they got four in one game. Well, that's true. I guess one was a flagrant. Are we counting flagrants? Oh, I am, yeah. Okay, then they got four against OSU. They've got five in the last two games. Because the flagrant's the same thing. It's kind of judgmental at times and, you know, mm-hmm. however the official They've, sees it. I, I so. think if we're counting flagrants, it's easily 15. That's probably true if you're counting that, yeah. It's been, uh, it's been crazy for sure. Um, happy Valentine's Day to the European woman from North Carolina. That's uh, so OU Architect. Maybe that's, that's right. Meaning he's from North Carolina. I don't think the European woman's from North Carolina, but that wouldn't make sense. If you would like to use our show today to wish your significant other a happy Valentine's oh, Day, we're here for you. Uh, sooner, Greg is not wishing uh, anyone on the basketball team a happy Valentine's Day. He had a text here at 9 p.m. Sooner, Greg, uh, calm down. You are so angry say? all the time. Mm. Um, they should all be fired and kicked uh, off and much. embarrassed. Pretty much. Go practice more. <laughs> pretty much. Lloyd, I don't know what this is either. He has sent me a voice memo. I will not click on this and play it on air without free listening to it. So I'll try to remember to go back, Lloyd. But, I mean, what time did that come in? Uh, 617. 6.17. Okay. Huh. So, after we had started the show. End of the first segment. Well, I'm eager to know what he said on the voice memo. That's a, that's a different way of kind of getting your voice on the air. I don't hate it, honestly. Yeah. Like and if it may somebody be an texts accident. the show with a voice memo, I don't hate that idea. It may be an accident. He may have like sat on his phone right. or something. I don't know. So right uh, when you run out of room, when you run out of room in your spice cabinet, you do manly things and build another one. That's from Nick and Sepulpa. I, I, I don't think the wife. I think that I'm walking on thin ice as it is with the amount of space I'm eating up with my spices. <laughs> I probably could go through an inventory. I probably got too many times or too many uh, T-H-Y-M-E. I probably got too many uh, cumins. You know what I mean, T-H? I, <laughs> I could probably condense and create some space. I just put a little time into it. Right. Um, Fret bro, Mark was worried about you. He said, easy, Toby. You're going to end up at the train station. Yeah, don't over. Uh, don't be going and sneaking and listening. Yeah, they, they... Well, Kev wanted me to go ask. Hey, man, what's going on back here? And <laughs> I thought about it. I thought about it, but I couldn't. Once I once I got once I walked by them, I was too intimidated. Did I Bill send you? Them. Are you in here spying on us? He knows we're yeah. talking about his cattle breach. They also had a lunch buffet there yesterday, and they started the lunch buffet while we were still eating breakfast. And I was like, you know, Kev, if we just kind of let this settle for a bit, 
we could just roll it right into because the lunch buffet looked amazing. Uh, but uh, we didn't. We left. Now, did you pull off the double dip that you were hoping to? No, I couldn't. I was. I never got hungry. Like, so we went straight from there to the arena for uh, shoot around. And at shoot around, it's like one o'clock by the time shoot around's over, and Kev's like, "Double R?" Question mark. And I was like, "Dude, I can't. I can't. I'm so. I'm stuffed. Let's go back to the room, and then late. We don't tip till eight. Like maybe." Four o'clock or so, we'll be hungry again, and we can do an early dinner or something. He's like, all right. Four o'clock, I'm still stuffed from breakfast. Well, the pancakes you guys had were massive in massive. the picture. Yeah. Massive. And so we did not do double R yesterday. Kev went and found, he had a friend. He went to coffee. They met Ted Nugent's. He saw Ted Nugent's wife and son there who he used to coach. I'm telling you, dude. Going to Waco with Kevin Henry is exhausting. Yeah, This is one thing I will not miss about the Big 12 Conference, is going to Waco with Kevin Henry. <laughs> he would not shut up about the co. He was so upset that John Morris didn't, didn't react like it. he'd never heard of that before. He kept saying, tonight I'm going to bring up People are going to come up to me tonight. They're going to want to talk to me. I'm like, I know, dude. I've been here with you for years. I know you're a big deal in Waco. And then I, even then, like, we'll go to restaurants and, and hey, Kevin Henry, I used to play here. I, you, you, uh, uh, yeah, I remember you. I mean, like, you know, sometimes it's unprompted, but a lot of, hey, man, look, we'll be in the Uber yesterday. He's like, that's where I went to. Uh, one time I did this there, and then one time there, and we used to live there, and then. This is the place where I'd go eat after this. And I'm like, oh, my God. It's just exhausting. He's like, John, I'm going to bring up four strangers to you at the game. I'm not going to talk to them in advance. Four people are going to come up to me. He's like, a lot of people are going to come up to me and want to talk tonight. I was like, I get it. I know you're a big deal in Waco. I'm going to say, what's the nickname of Waco? I'm not going to prompt him. And they're going to tell you it's the co. Nobody did. He didn't, you know. Nobody, nobody approached nobody him. So I'm at coffee. I'm, I'm with a buddy. A lady walks by. I was like, man, you look familiar. And then she walks by. I was like, you look familiar. Are you? And she's like, are you Kevin Henry? And I'm like, yeah, are you? And it was Ted Nugent's wife. And I hadn't seen her since I coached his son when they were in the early. And so <laughs> I was like, how's Ted doing? And he said, my son's right around the corner. I'll call him and he'll come. So his son comes around and we take a picture together and it's. Like, oh, my God, we cannot get out at the SEC fast enough. I was laughing at the picture because you took it of Kevin, and Kevin looked like he was like an 11-year-old kid in the picture. Very childlike. The thumbs <laughs> about, up. To, about to tear into his breakfast with a, with a uh, spoon, or I guess with a fork, not a spoon. Yeah. Um, triple play. TJ dinner, Toby breakfast, and an erotic tale of the buffet Glo- golf clap. You pulled it off all in the first thirty minutes, says Sean. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. The buffet um, looked amazing, though. I mean, it was like steam coming off the chicken and everything. You know, <laughs> Sooner Judy says, "Good morning, Toby and TJ. Tough game last night. Great call, Toby, as usual. Hopefully, they can shake it off and get Kansas on Saturday." She then sent a second text. Said, "Sorry, I forgot to wish you both a happy Valentine's Day in my previous text." Thank happy you, Valentine's Judy. Day. Happy Valentine's Day. I mean, uh, I'm, I, I got, uh, I got some concerns. We got to discuss, TJ, and it goes beyond losing a basketball game last night. And uh, yeah, so we got we got to talk. We got to we got to reevaluate some things here. 
uh, not a good night for the Sooners, and not just because they took an L. T-Row in the Morning Show, Valentine's Day edition. We love you all. TJ, tell everyone we love them. I love you all. We'll be back. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. You'll feel it too. Sooners fall to Baylor in the brand new Foster Pavilion, which I need to talk about coming up. 79-62, coach after the game. Coach, tough one tonight. Just where'd this one got where'd this one get away from you guys? You know, I thought I thought their first five, every one of them had great nights. I mean, they, like, I mean, you go down the line, their starting five just played outstanding. I mean, they obviously shot the heck out of it. Um, extremely long. They they played the zone. Uh, really couldn't see past the zone. We started to get some things out of it. Um, you've got to really shoot the ball well in the zone. We we, we started to get downhill. We got a couple things, but. Um, what, you know, for them, we had our opportunities, I thought, um, in the first half. And, uh, dang, I mean, Dennis, I thought, was outstanding. I mean, he had eight assists, one turnover. Um, I mean, they, they, had a, they took care of the ball. I thought they played almost perfect. I really did. I mean, I, got a, I thought they played perfect. Um, and, and we did in, in that kind of setting. And it just uh, couldn't get back over the hump. I, I think we cut it to 11 in the second half. We're fighting. We're fighting. And uh, I thought they, were, they, they, they played phenomenal. You know, there's, we've been so good, the Sooners have, just guard the three-point line. How did they get loose, and, and was it just being hot, or did they, you know, what were they doing to get such good looks and to knock them down? It was a combination of them. I mean, they, I mean, they, they just started, I mean, I'll I look back at the tape, but it seemed like there was a hand up on all of them. Even the one that Bridges hit with, uh, the, they had a couple at the end of the shot clock. That was 25 feet. Um, I think Walters hit one in out-of-bounds place, flying, going full speed, and hit one in the corner. And, you know, I think, I think Jaden Nunn, who was outstanding. I mean, we lost him in transition for sure. We got caught on a, a bad switch right in front of us in the first half for sure. That was us. And uh, But uh, I think it was a combination. I mean, they just, uh, you know, you could just see they were starting to feel it. And uh, no matter what, I mean, you know, I'll look back at the tape, but I, I, I think a handful more of those, you know, can, and I thought Dennis just really controlled the tempo of the game. I mean, going downhill, spraying the ball, um, you know, really controlling the game. Offensively, you know, you look at the stats. You guys shot forty-six percent, forty-seven percent, thirty-three percent from three. You made some shots, but where was the difference? I think you had twelve turnovers. That's always a number you want to try to keep single digits. What else was it just to, to allow this game to get to where it got? You know, I don't think we passed interior in the zone. We didn't get it to the soft spots in the zone. Um, no excuses. I know we, we lost John. John was when we went zone. John was outstanding in the zone. He was a great passer in the middle. Um, we, we, he was a big target. He felt comfortable in there. And John, John was a guy, every time teams went zone, John, we kind of had John in there all the time. And uh, we got to adjust now. We don't have him. We don't have him um, in, in, for that. And, uh, you know, now we just don't know if we're going to have Rivaldo, who was, who was playing outstanding. I mean, he's, he's struggling. So we just got to keep next man up. You know, Jay Moore, I think you all know that. He, was, he wasn't with us up until the game with, being with the flu. And I just give him so much credit. There was nothing. I mean, he's... He was feeling, I mean, throwing up, but he, he wanted to play. And uh, so um, no excuses. We got to regroup. Um, we got to regroup and come back. And uh, we got Kansas on Saturday. Yeah, last thing I'll let you go. Sure. Just touch on Kansas. That's just, you know, Saturday. No rest for the weary. No, I know. I know they had a rough one on the road, too, last night. 
And, uh, you know, it's about regrouping. You know, it doesn't get easier in this league. Um, and whether, you know, so, uh, you know, for us, we, we got to get out. When you lose a guy, you know, you just next man up. And yeah. we've got we've got to have that. We got to get Luke going, um, you know. And I thought he had I thought he had good minutes in the Oklahoma State game. And uh, we got to get him get back going with the confidence. But uh, and uh, I thought Sam battled hard. Um, and uh, we'll see where, where Rivaldo's status is, and then uh, then we'll regroup and we'll come back for Saturday. Thanks, Coach. All right. All right. So obviously, knew some things we couldn't talk about yesterday on the show, Teach. And uh, first off. I don't like the sound of the John Hughley stuff. I don't know how long he's going to be out. Nobody has told me that. But the sound of those answers, Teej, and the pregame like he interview. caught himself giving away too much there that well, he's going to be out longer than you would hope. I think it sounds like they think he's going to be out for a bit because they're right. like, we got to get Luke ready. And, you know, it's sounding like no, he never said, hopefully John will be back Saturday. So that worries me. Jalen Moore looked like death warmed over when he arrived at the airport Wednesday. No, Tuesday. He was the row behind me on the airplane. They they gave him a row to himself. He wore a mask. He was puking on the plane. He went straight from the airport to the hotel. The team went to... Uh, Ozzy not happy about last night's game. Can you hear me? <laughs> Upset he's over that fired up this morning. Yeah, <laughs> he's like he's he's like guard none. Oh, as soon as I walked in last night, he's like guard Jaden none. I, like, I know Ozzy. <laughs> like how many threes do they have to hit before you're going to guard the guy? I was like, I know Ozzy, I know. Um, the team went from the airport to the arena. Uh, Jalen Moore went straight to the hotel, straight to bed. And didn't participate in anything last night. Uh, got up yesterday and he did go to shoot around and he looked like he had he, he looked like he had some life in his face in his face, which was a good sign. Hang on a second. He's getting right, on I'm sure that'll work. Okay. I'm sure that'll work. He listens a lot. He's a puppy. He really listens when you scold him. <laughs> um, and he played. And give him credit. I don't think if you knew, you would have known. I mean, it didn't. He didn't. He played okay. He had like nine points, five rebounds. He wasn't spectacular, but you didn't. I, I don't think you watched the television and said that guy looks like he's sick. So, kudos to him for for powering through that. Waldo, man, I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, so late in the game, too, where it was already, you know, settled, and you hate. To he was see playing that. great. He was. I mean, he's playing really great. the only one. You, you had to leave him on the floor because yeah, he was the one, kind of. Uh, and it's been like a month now he's been Give playing anything. great. Right. Ankle sprains are funny. Kevin mentioned this on the broadcast. These guys are elite athletes, and sometimes what would have you and I down for two months, they bounce right back from just because they heal faster and all that kind of stuff. And maybe he'll be right back. Two months. But I would have had surgery had I my foot and everything slid the way they just did when he rolled it. It looked bad. It and, and, like, uh, you know. Langston Love has missed the last two games for Baylor with a sprained ankle, and sometimes you get a high ankle sprain and you're out for weeks. So cross your fingers. My guess is uh, that he doesn't play Saturday. You got you got the bye week next week, which 
is coming at a, you know, uh, turns out it's taken forever to get here. But thank God it's going to be here when it is because they need it now. So I, I'm guessing no Suarez Saturday, no Hughley Saturday, and you hope that the next week you can get him healed up before the final five games. Uh, and I think there's hope for that. I, again, I don't know the severity of either one of them. TJ, anything that happens to the foot in any sport, when you're on the road, you're putting a boot on it so you can get it home and evaluate. Sure, absolutely. Even if it's nothing, don't overreact to a player in a boot. A lot of times we'll see, like, uh, somebody will say, I saw so-and-so in a boot on campus. That's automatic. Like, even if you're practicing, they're going to say, hey, wear a boot around just to keep the pressure off of it when you go to class and things like that. So he had a boot on after the game last night, but that doesn't mean anything. He could get back home this morning and it swelled up like a grapefruit, and uh uh-oh, you know, we got to get an MRI on this bad thing. Or he could get up this morning and and go do uh, run two miles. I don't know. So we'll see. But if Hughley is out for any length of time, that's an issue. That's an issue because he's, he's valuable and you're not as good. At the very least, you're not as good without John Hughley. If Soares is also out for any length of time, they are in big trouble. I mean, with the schedule they got ahead of them, if you don't have Soares and Hughley, right. they Not are in news. trouble, Teej. Or at least, how about this? I am worried about it if both those guys out for a length of time. Because that means some guys who haven't had to contribute much this year are going to have to contribute. Now, I mean, I, on the other side, I mean, a lot of teams are dealing with this. You know, Kansas has got guys out, and it's that time of year where people are missing stuff. But I don't know, man. That The difference in kind of the feeling of the whole place after winning the OSU game versus last night when they just were kind of beat up was night and day. So they, today's off. Today's the mandatory off day. Hopefully Thursday they – are healed up and ready to go again. We'll be back. It's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby and TJ. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9. The CPAP-wearing, coin-collecting, pimento cheese experts of Sport Talk Radio in Oklahoma. Right here on The Ref and worldwide on the KREF app. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Second best acting performance in Kevin Costner's career right here. <laughs> the bodyguard? Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's his first? Yellowstone. Oh, okay. Uh, all the rest are garbage. All the rest are garbage? Field yeah. of Dreams is garbage? Yes. No. For the love of the game is garbage? No. I don't think yeah. so. Any sports-related movie that Kevin Costner is in? Bull Durham? Come on! His, his performance, not the movie, his performance would have been much better with any other actor. He's unbelievable. He is not believable as an athlete. I totally disagree. He's believable as a rancher. Well, he's not a he's not an athlete in Field of Dreams. He's just a, a farmer. That's a good point. Yeah. Okay, Field of Dreams, third best acting performance. <laughs> McIntyre brings you this hour. Toby's lucky uh, he didn't end up injured in a work-related accident messing with the ranchers yesterday in the breakfast. I buffet. didn't mess with them. I was just observing. Uh, you were messing with them, trying to eavesdrop. You know what happens in Yellowstone when people eavesdrop on those meetings? 
They I end up dead or b- blown up by a bomb in the office. I simply was going to the restroom, and I heard the rancher without the cowboy hat say, I've got one more piece of business to bring up. That's all. <laughs> I have no idea what that piece of business was. Right. <laughs> uh, Knipple Meyer Chevrolet text line. I did want to go out and see if Dub was home, though. I would like to see his ranch. He seems like the kind of guy... He seems like the kind of guy that if you rolled up, he would, like, answer the door. Probably not. It once, probably have se- once you got past service. all the secret service, yes, that would be the case. I think about the whole fact that he used to be the president of the United States. I do think ha- if they weren't there protecting him, you are right. I think you could go and knock on that door, and he would uh, he'd invite you in I for some lemonade days. and some tea. God, I miss those days. I miss the days when... Well, I won't go any deeper into that. <laughs> they had a life-size cutout of him at the uh, restaurant yesterday, and Kev was like, you want me to take your picture with the life-size cutout? And I was like, no. <laughs> and apparently the life-size cutout was in a different place than it used to be. Right. He was he like, it know used that. to be over there. So the waitress comes up, and he's like, when did they move George W. from there to there? And she's like, what? What are you talking about? And he goes, well, I used to play basketball at Baylor, and they used to have the cutout up there. And now it's back there. And she's like, I don't know, dude. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, you want me to take your picture with the life-size cutout of George W. Bush? Mm, no. You should have done it. You should have done it. I'm good, really. Break time. Uh, top of the hour break. Uh, we'll get to the text line and more when we come back.